Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Politics by Faith, brought to you by Public Square. Stop doing business with people who hate you and download that app for free. I'm Mike Slater. Grateful you're here. Big story of the day. Silicon Valley Bank fails. The second largest bank to fail in American history. So, now what? There's a ton to make sense of here, and then we will bring in King Nebuchadnezzar. (laughs) What? You'll see. It'll all make sense. So the point of the podcast, real quick, if you're new to us, uh, we take something that causes anxiety, something in the news that causes anxiety. Like, I don't know, a run on the banks. That That's a big one. Then we bring in some historical perspective and biblical truth piece uh, to make that anxiety go away. So before we do all that, we have to explain what's really going on here. Right? So that's the story. Now, what happened? So let's go back a little bit. Silicon Valley Bank was founded in 1983 after a poker game where the founders were talking about how regular banks don't know enough about Silicon Valley and venture capital culture to make good decisions. So they started a bank, which by the way, just sounds like an impossible thing. <laughs> like I wonder, where, where would I, like, I feel like maybe I could start a restaurant. Maybe I could figure that one out. Probably not, but like, I, like, at least I think I, but like, I'm going to start a bank. Well, they became the 16th largest bank in the country. And they worked really closely with Silicon Valley-like venture capital-backed startups. They called themselves the financial partner of the innovation economy and the go-to bank for investors. They had 2,500 venture capital firms banking there and a ton of tech executives as well. And it collapsed in less than 48 hours. How did that happen? Well, during COVID, tech companies had a ton of money and interest rates were really low. So companies were borrowing a ton of money and depositing it in the bank. Silicon Valley Bank ended 2020 with $60 billion in deposits. And by the end of 2022, 
they had $200 billion in deposits. So the bank was thriving, flourishing, which is a Hebrew word that we'll get to in a little bit. Flourishing is not a Hebrew word. There is a Hebrew word that means flourishing, but it means some other cool things too. Anyway, we'll get to a little bit. So the bank has all this money that they have deposited sitting there. So what do they do with it? Well, they buy all, you can buy all types of things, but they, this bank bought long-term treasury notes. Not a bad thing in and of itself, unless the bank needs to sell those securities. So when interest rates went way up, as they have the last few months, the bank could only sell them at a loss. So they had to sell a bunch of securities at a loss of $1.8 billion. That's not good. And at the same time, depositors wanted their money. So we had a classic, it's a wonderful life bank run. On Thursday, customers tried to withdraw $42 billion of deposits. $42 billion. That's 25% of the bank's total. And they just ran out of cash. That was it. And over 90% of the deposits at the bank are above the FDIC insured amount of $250,000. So you've seen that before. FDIC, $250,000. But what if you're a business with $10 million in the bank? Well, does, 250K doesn't do you much good. And that was over 90% of the deposits. So is that uh, kind of clear? So what about the people and companies that have more than $250,000 in the bank? Well, there's one viral post from the co-founder of this startup called StrongSuit. And her point is, hey, we're not some massive big tech company. We're based out of Ohio. There's 15 of us. I'm a mother of four and we don't have any money. The money's gone and we can't pay our employees. So how are they going to pay their mortgages? Like we're not some evil big tech corporation. So Janet Yellen, the treasury secretary, who as a side is one of, she deserves maybe the most criticism out of anyone in the entire administration, but she gets no criticism because she looks like your grandma. It is the most bizarre thing. So she's the treasury secretary now. She used to run the Fed. And she says, we're not going to bail out the bank, but we will, quote, fully protect all depositors. So I guess that means everyone's going to get their money back. But then she says, no losses will be borne by the taxpayer. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know where the money would come from, if not, ultimately, the taxpayer. And the administration's claim is they have to do this. Otherwise, there's going to be a bunch of runs on a lot of banks. People pulling their money out and the entire banking system could collapse and that would be awful. So that's what's going on. What's really going on here? Well, got a couple things. First, once again, the experts are epically wrong. Here is Jim Cramer on CNBC in January. He's standing in front of this giant screen that says the biggest winners of 2023 dot, dot, dot so far. And it's got major companies like uh, Meta and Tesla and Warner Brothers and SVB Financial. The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial. Don't yawn. This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been mistakenly concerned about. SVB is still Silicon Valley Bank. Recently bought one of our favorite research firms, Buffett Nathanson, and it's become less dependent upon private equity and venture capitalist offerings. Wait a second. Those dried up last year, they could come back. Yes, some of them come back here with the stock directly affects an oversold position. Stock was the fourth worst performer in 2022. I think the fears were not justified, and it's a very compelling situation. Hey, by the way, long-term private equity 
and venture capital, they're not going away. Being the banker to these invest, immense pools of capital has always been a very good business. Stock's still cheap. He's reading all that off a teleprompter, by the way. So who knows if he wrote that, but he sure said it. And you say, oh, Slater, that's just one guy. It's Jim Cramer. He's been epically wrong many times before. That's fine. But how about this? Forbes magazine just on Monday named Silicon Valley Bank on its annual rankings of America's best banks <laughs> for the fifth year in a row. That was on Monday. And the run started on Thursday. So on Monday, Forbes named them among America's best banks. And by the end of the week, they were the second largest bank failure in history. So that's the first story. It's just the experts being wrong again. Second point, the economy is in bad shape, worse shape than this administration lets on to. This is the founder of Home Depot, who's very vocal against Biden, Bernie Marcus. He says, I can't wait for Biden to get on the speech again and talk about how great the economy is. Now it's moving forward and getting stronger by the day. And this is an indication that whatever he says is not true. And maybe the American people will finally wake up and understand that we're living in a very tough time. That in fact, that a recession may have already started. Who knows? But it doesn't look good. I feel bad for all these people who lost all their money in this woke bank. We'll get to that in a second. I think that the system and the administration has pushed many of these banks into more being more concerned about global warming than they do about shareholder return. And these banks are badly run because everybody's focused on diversity and all the woke issues and not concentrating on the one thing they should, which is shareholder returns. Instead of protecting the shareholders and their employees, they're more concerned about social policies. And I think it's probably a badly run bank. He ends with this. The Fed keeps raising rates and inflation keeps going in the wrong direction. It's not staying where it should be. People are struggling. People can't pay their bills. They can't fill their tanks with gas. And if you think that's a good sign, I don't think it is. And we have an administration that's obtuse to this. They just keep talking about the great times and how good it is. It's not good. Somebody with a sane head has to come in and understand that you can't do two things. Number one, you can't keep raising rates. You can't keep inflation as strong as it is. And you can't tax people more than they are. His proposal to tax the middle class and the rich is about as dumb as I've heard in a long time. In a recession like this, you don't do things like that. The co-founder of Home Depot. All right, so what does he mean by woke bank? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So this is a whole thing that we should, we could definitely do a whole podcast on. So we do a quick version of this. So ESG, have you heard of this? ESG, it stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. So just to explain very quickly, back in the day, a company or a bank would make decisions based on what's best for the shareholders of the company, as Bernie was just talking about there. So what's best for the shareholders? Then the United Nations and the World Economic Forum and this progressive idea came in that there are other things that companies should be concerned about. And they came up with this new metric. The E is environmental. So is this company making good environmental decisions? Are they fighting global warming? So S is social. Is this company investing in... Uh, telling the stories of trans queer women of color. The G is governance. Does this company have not the best people running the company, but do they have enough disabled LGBTQ queer women on the board of directors? And companies are rated based off these progressive factors, often at the expense of what's best for the company. And we've all read stories about Disney going woke and lots of different companies going woke. And there's an expression, go woke, go broke. And Disney will come out with a movie with a gay character. And then the movie will bomb. I'll say, oh, go woke, go broke. And that's fine. But when you have entire companies going out of business or entire banks going out of business, that's not good. So it turns out Silicon Valley Bank was a woke bank. January 10th, 2022. Silicon Valley Bank commits to $5 billion in sustainable finance. Is that? And carbon neutral operations to increase shareholder value? No, to support a healthier planet. How green. Good for business. Here's some mumbo jumbo. Our ability to make a meaningful difference for people on the planet and to address the systemic risk that climate change presents is magnified by the outsized impact our innovative clients make. Just a bunch of nothing. I love this. Um, They want to advance solutions that increase shareholder value? No, that create a more just and sustainable world. Uh-oh. <laughs> just and sustainable. Run when you hear those words. So this is a woke bank. Now, did that have a lot to do with its failure? A little somewhere in between? Probably. Probably somewhere in between. It was a part of its collapse. And I hope other banks and businesses can learn a lesson. And the fourth point is this love of money. Love of money. I think that's the big lesson here. And, and that's why on this week's Morning Motivation, we are dedicating it to how to avoid this love of money. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. So how can we avoid that love? That's the theme of this week's Morning Motivation. I hope you can listen to those as they come out this week. We're not going to go in that direction today because we're doing that for the Morning Motivation. So the direction we're going to go in today on this episode is how things can be going fine. Not only fine, things can be flourishing, thriving, unbelievable, and then crash. This is from Bloomberg. Greg Becker sat in a red armchair at an invite-only conference in Los Angeles last week. Legs crossed, one hand cutting through air. Quote, we pride ourselves on being the best financial partner in the most challenging times. The Silicon Valley Bank Financial Group's chief executive officer told the Upfront Summit on March 1st, a day before his firm was up for Bank of the Year honors at a London gala. And then the run of the bank. 
was March 9th. So March 1st, oh, you got the top guy. You got the CEO at this conference. Like, hey, oh, oh, things are great. Oh, we like to, we pride ourselves through the, riding through the challenging times. We're going to get Bank of the Year honors in a couple days. And then, boom, you're gone. You don't exist. The bank disappears. Everything was going swell. And then a total collapse. Such things can happen in life as well. Oh, what's the lament? Oh, there's so many. I'm thinking about money, thinking about economic, financial, but it can be so many. It could be reputation. It could be just your life, just someone's life. You're, you're, you're living and then there's this terrible accident. It's gone. I hope these lessons help us appreciate the moment, appreciate the good times, but I still lament the loss. We could spend another day talking about the loss of life. I want to talk today, kind of keep it in the idea of money and and uh, just you're thriving in life and then the money goes away. All your money's gone. I wish that wasn't how it happened, but that's how it's always happened. Let's get to the history here and then we'll get to King Nebuchadnezzar. Real quick, though, before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsor, Public Square, because it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So Public Square was started by Michael Seifer. He's a friend of mine a couple of years back. And the idea was, why are we giving our money to all these woke companies? It doesn't make any sense. They hate us. They hate our ideas. They hate our worldview. They hate our values. So I don't want to give them any more of my money, but what do I do? Who do I spend money with instead? Well, he created this entire network across the country of businesses that share your values, businesses that it's a pleasure working with. So I got it right now. So you just hit near me, and then there's all these categories, restaurants, banks, coffee, law firms, automotive, fitness. Um, and so this is the easiest one. Just hit restaurants. So current location, restaurants, and then all these restaurants pop up near you that share your values. This is how we found uh, Rock and Jenny Subs. So we don't go to Jersey Mike's anymore. I don't know if Jersey Mike's hate you, but I know that Rock and Jenny shared. I met Jenny. <laughs> like like one day we walked in and there's Jenny, right? And we got talking. So that's awesome. Restaurant is the easiest one to use. But once you get using the app and you become familiar with it, you start only eating at wonderful restaurants. You start only doing business with people who share your values. And we create this alternative economy uh, that, that feels good and is good. And you check out their website, publicsq.com, and you scroll down to the bottom, and there's all these uh, all the values that you have to sign on to. If you're uh, a business, you have to agree to these five values, and they're wonderful and perfect and everything that you and I agree with. And to do business with people like you and me, that's fantastic. So Public Square, this is the answer. Public SQ. People all the time are like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And here, publicsq.com, free download in the App Store as well, publicsq.com. So let's get to the history. Banks forever have had giant rises of fortune and then collapsed. Just like empires. Empires have had rises in fortune and then collapsed, never to be heard from again. Where are the Babylonians? Have you ever run into a Hittite recently? A Moabite? People, individuals have risen in fortune and then collapsed. Quick note on the 2008 collapse. The first bank to go down in 2008, the first big bank, was IndyMac. 
on March 31st, 2008, the FDIC released a, a list of 90 banks that were on like this watch list and IndyMac was not on it. Three months later, this IndyMac bank failed and this bank had more assets than the 90 banks on that list combined. Absolutely no one saw it coming. And that was the first domino to fall with, with more big banks after it. The first run in the Great Depression, the first run in a bank was in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's all the same stuff. A bank only has a fraction of the deposits at any given time. So if for any reason people think that they can't get their money anymore, they're going to go and get their money, get it before anyone else gets their money. And that causes this big run in the bank. Everyone like, give me, give me now. And then the bank has to sell whatever securities they have at rock bottom prices to give whoever does want their money, at least some of the money back. And the first one during the Great Depression was 1930 in Nashville. There was a, a month later, there was another one in uh, a, a branch in Brooklyn, Bank of the U.S. And a person went to the bank and asked to sell a stock in the bank, his stock. And they said, oh, you don't want to do that. This is a great investment. You hang on to that. You just said that's a bad. It's better you hang on to it. He left the bank and he started spreading rumors that the bank refused to let him sell his stock. And that triggered a run. And over 3,000 people stood outside and withdrew $2 million. And again, this was all part of this, like all these bank runs all over the country. When FDR was elected president in 1932, his first fireside chat, March 12th, 1933, what do you think the topic was? His very first fireside chat. There were 31 of these, 31 fireside chats. And his first one was on bank runs. He declared a bank holiday. Which, is, which means he closed the banks. <laughs> the word holiday is pretty funny. He closed the banks. And the federal government went through the books of all the banks. It was seven days. They shut down all the banks. Here's how he ended his first fireside chat. After all, there is an element in the readjustment of our financial system more important than currency, more important than gold. And that is the confidence of the people themselves. Confidence and courage are the essentials of success in carrying out our plans. You people must have faith. You must not be stampeded by rumors or guesses. Let us unite in banishing fear. We have provided the machinery to restore our financial system, and it is up to you to support and make it work. It is your problem, my friends, your problem no less than it is mine. Together, we cannot fail. The you people sounds a little harsh. You people <laughs> must have faith. So he, one of the things they did is they insured uh, deposits. So it worked. The day the bank opened again, it, people could have run to the banks and pulled out the rest, but people were actually standing in line to give back to the bank what they previously hoarded. So by the end of the day, people gave back half of what they hoarded the, the weeks and the months prior. So there's been bank runs before. It's my point. And there will always be bank runs until the Fed just gets rid of banks entirely and controls it all themselves. One day that's going to happen if we let it. Of course it would happen. That, that's the push for the Federal Reserve's digital currency, their own digital currency. But that's for a different podcast. So there's a little history on the rise and fall of banks. But what I'm more interested in is the rise and fall of nations. <laughs> if I may, if I may. I believe this all is a consequence of turning away from God. Oh, of course you do, Slater. 
What else do you want to call it? <laughs> what else do you think is causing it? God controls it all. Jeremiah 13, listen and give heed. Do not be haughty, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God. Before he brings darkness, before your feet stumble on the dusky mountains, while you are hoping for light, he turns it into deep darkness and turns it into gloom. Say to your king and queen mother, take a lowly seat for your beautiful crown has come down from your head. What happens when you don't obey God as a person or a nation? Not good things. Now, maybe it doesn't come as immediately as it did to King Herod. Acts 12, 21 says on the day, uh, on the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on the throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of God, not of a man. And immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down and he was eaten by worms and died. That was a quick collapse. Things will be going well. Things are going good. Maybe even thrive. Maybe there's a meteoric rise. Maybe it's a nice slow steady rise. And then things take a little turn. And they can either take a quick turn and crash or a slow, long, kind of steady down. And then ultimately, there's the collapse. And I don't just mean with bank runs, although that too, just everything. Think about where we are in our country, all the uncertainty, all the anxiety, all the franticness, all the uneasiness. It just feels like we're not doing well. When the leading cause of death among people 18 to 49 is drug overdose, I feel like we're not doing well. We talked about that last week. And even if you're not overdosing, it doesn't mean you're thriving. There's a lot of worry about the future. Gallup poll says 53% of Democrats and 33% of Republicans think it's likely that the lives of today's youth will be better than their parents. So you're going to even half a Democrat. are like, yeah, I don't think things are going to be better for my kids. That's not good. A Fox poll says 70% say life will be worse for the next generation than it is today. Now, I don't love polls, but you can get a general sense with these polls that this is the state of the optimism and hope that we have in America. We've been on a rise, and now I think we're at an ebb just before a collapse. And I don't want to collapse. I don't, I don't want that. So why are we collapsing? Shouldn't we answer that? Like, do you want to collapse? Is that, why, 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 who's, who wants to? So let's look around and say, well, why are we going in this direction? I don't know. Maybe we've turned away from God. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. 
If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Let's talk about King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, a quick background. No nation on earth will ever be like Israel. And God made a lot of specific promises to Israel. And a lot of these promises were for, were for a very specific time and purpose. But there are some general principles that we would still be wise to follow. When the Israelites honored God, he protected them. When the Israelites stopped honoring God and they worshiped idols and married heathens and forgot his commandments and murdered and sexual sin and adultery, things went very badly for them. <laughs> it's very clear cut. The obvious example is when the Israelites took out Jericho, clearly by God's hand. They didn't even fight. They just walked around the city walls a couple times and then blasted their trumpets. But they did exactly what God told them to do. That's the key, and it worked. Joshua 6 is the story. God is very specific with what to do. And Joshua and the Israelites did it. They obeyed, and it worked. And they were stoked. That was Joshua 6. So Joshua 7, they say, go, up, uh, go out and spy the city of Ai. And the men went out and they spied. When they returned to Joshua, they said, oh, not all the army will have to go up against the eye. Send two, 3,000 men max. Take it out. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. So about 3,000 went up and they were routed by the men of Ai who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gates as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. Oh. Brutal. They got crushed. Now it's because of Achan. He stole a bunch of stuff from Jericho when God told him not to, which is the point. We talked about that story recently, but God was in control. That's why God was in control with Jericho. Like clearly the people didn't, they didn't tear down the walls. God did. And God let them get crushed by AI <laughs> because they were disobeying. Obey God. Like that's the obvious obey God example. Let me give you another one. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Daniel 4 tells the story. King Nebuchadnezzar, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. It has seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion ensures from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. Point is, things are great. Things are great. Things have never been better. Peaceful, prosperous. He's on top of the world. He's the king of the world's mightiest empire. There's no enemies at his border. There's no enemies nearby. Totally peaceful and prosperous. The word for prospering there. Says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. It's The, the Hebrew word means flourishing. Uh, but the official definition is to be or grow luxuriant, fresh, or green. So you see the connotation here? He was at his house and prospering in my palace. Things were peaceful, calm, vibrant, flourishing, like Silicon Valley Bank. Good times. But then the next line, verse 5, I saw a dream that made me afraid. As I lay in bed, the fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. Do you ever have trouble sleeping because of the fear and anxiety? Yeah, that's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Long story short, he had this dream. No one could interpret it, but Daniel could. You can go to Daniel 4 for all the details. But here's verse 24. This is the interpretation, O king. It is a decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord, the king. 
that you shall be driven from among men and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox and you shall be wet with the dew of heaven and seven periods of time shall pass over you till you know that the most high rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. And as it was commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be confirmed for you from the time that you know that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your inequities by showing mercy to the oppressed that there may be perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. So this Daniel, like, oh, king, like repent, repent, king. Stop sinning, be righteous, show mercy, and then maybe you can continue on with your prosperity. And what did Nebuchadnezzar do? Nothing. 12 months later, and I love that little tidbit because it's a good example of the slow. Sometimes it's like slow, 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 and then boom, collapse. At the end of 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered and said, Is not this great Babylon, which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? (laughs) While the words were still in the king's mouth, There fell a voice from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be of the beasts of the field, and on and on, everything Daniel said. So he was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. Turned into an animal. God will bring down every proud ruler. Count on it. Seven years later, Seven years later, he finally repented. This wicked, evil, proud king learned his lesson and realized what? Realized that God is in control. God is in charge. Not, look at this city that I built. No, 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 no. Verse 34. At the end of the days, seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. I love this. He lifted his eyes to heaven and then reason returned. God gave it to him. All the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me and I was established in my kingdom and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor myself, no, the king of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. I believe our nation is being humbled. But I like Daniel's plea. Oh, king, repent. And perhaps there could be a lengthening of your prosperity. Will we or will we not? Again, the morning motivations this week are about money, right? So we're going to go over like uh, Hebrews 13.5. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be content for what you have. For God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Proverbs 13.11. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Love that. Ecclesiastes 5.10. He who loves money will be satisfied, will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity, right? So there's all these important money themes, but all of this is turning away from God because you can't serve two masters. All of this loving wealth, being obsessed with it, 
want thinking you can be satisfied by more of it. All of that is turning away from God because you can't serve two masters. God made all the money. <laughs> like, like that's the know that God made all the money. There's no wealth on the moon. There's no money to be made in Mars. There's dirt. But there's plenty of resources here. God made that. God gave you money. He made God made the money. God controls money. He gave you the money. He gave you the ability to make money. He, all of this is God. Turn from him and he'll take it away. Or turn from him and he'll give you more money than you can handle. And that will destroy you. Either way, he will never Knezer you. That's right. <laughs> I just made it a verb. He'll never Knezer you. Don't be Nebuchadnezzar. Repent. So what's in my control? Well, who's the Lord of your life? Money? Fame? Fortune? Pleasure? Are you flourishing? Great. Don't be distracted by it. Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointing. Like God put them in charge, saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath. God's in charge. He made all this. He's in total control. Worship him, him alone. Nothing else, no one else. Isaiah 57, the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up dirt and mire. There's no peace to the wicked. Know that God is in control. Worship him. Find your peace in him. Final thought to meditate on. In, in times of anxiety like this, I like to go to Romans 8.28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Now, the good may not be what you want. You're like, oh, good, Slater. Now I will get that Lamborghini I want. Or like, no, that's not it. It may not be what you want. The good, <laughs> you think you know what's good? You don't. So it may not be what you want. It probably won't. But God is in control. Even when things seem very chaotic and people are in a straight panic, whether it's over a virus or a bank run, Isaiah 46.10 is still true. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. God knows all. He knows what will happen. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. God is in control. Worship him. Politics by Faith, brought to you by Public Square. Slater Radio at gmail.com. Hope you have a great sleep. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.